0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the TV Show Podcast. My name is TV, and on this show, I share stories as a divorced father to two brilliant young ladies. I share my journey in learning to become a better man, a better human, and a better dad for them. I touch on subjects of personal development, manhood, communication, culture, and many, many others. I also interview other badass individuals who are doing some amazing things in the world. I love to hear others share their stories of survival, growth, and development. So, On to today's episode. Let's go. What if I told you that telling your kids what not to do is actually the worst thing you could do? It's crazy, I know. But that is the subject of today's video, and I'm going to be sharing the realization I had and what you should do instead when trying to tell our kids what we need them to do. Let's start this with a thought exercise. I have a favor to ask of you, and that is... Don't think of a pink elephant. Don't do not do it. Don't. Too late, right? You thought of a pink elephant? Therein lies the psychological quirk that I mentioned. You have to, your mind has to think of a pink elephant to then not think about it. And as a child, therein lies the conundrum. If you tell them not to do something, then they're going to do it. In a lot of situations, it's simply because you as a parent, I as a father, planted that idea into their little head. So that's what we're going to discuss today. Imagine being a little kid. Imagine being your child and you tell them not to do something. They're going to do it because you literally planted the idea in their head. They are, in this moment, if they're under five, They're still figuring out the world. They're grasping words, what they really mean. They have a hard time with nuance because they're just getting it. They're just figuring out the world all around them. And then their parent comes to them and says, don't write on the wall. Whatever you do, do not write on the wall. But in that moment, that little child thinks to themselves, oh my God, what a great idea, dad. I'm going to write on the wall now. I am a firm believer that our kids, truly, especially when they're young, they want to do what you ask them to do, but they're playful. They're learning through the art of play, through games that they're making up in their mind. And on top of that, you planted this idea that did not exist before that moment. There's a wall in front of me, by the way, in case you're wondering why I keep staring at it. But before that moment, they never even considered it. They didn't know that that was in the realm of possibility of things that they could write, draw, paint on. It's insanity. Let me tell you a story. A long time ago, I divorced my wife, the mother of my children, and I was living at home with my parents. I was miserable. I was poor. I had very few games and things to do. I didn't have much money to buy expensive things and games, anything like that. We're outside in my parents' driveway. I tell the story in another video. You can find the link up there. We were playing games. We're outside. My dad comes to me and he says, tell the girls not to cross the street keep in mind we lived at this intersection is really busy and people come and go and it's it's the street it's something we as parents are always weary of when we let our kids play is like they're gonna cross the street and a car hits them and then you know those things are possible and we worry about those things and my dad was to tell me tell them not to cross the street me because i'm so smart i have learned that I did not want to plant that idea in their head. And I will not tell them that. I told them I wouldn't. And in fact, I I told them, though, they know not to cross the street. In fact, I've already told them to stay here. This is their play area. This is where they must stay. And if something does go across the street, I will take care of it. Or we will walk over there together so they don't get run over. Right? He was upset with me. We go back and forth for a while. He says, tell them not to cross the street. Tried to explain to him, but he did not get it. It was outside his realm of comprehension, and he stormed off. I was pissed. He was pissed. It was crazy. Needless to say, we were there for about a year and a half, and we played outside all the time. They never crossed the street. Not like that. And it was because I made it a point to not to tell them not to cross the street. It's a lot of nuts, but hopefully you're getting the point. It is that simple. I would take it even further. I think it's just a human fork of ours. And I think I've read somewhere and I can't cite the source right now, but it is just human nature for some reason to frame things in the negative. This is not what I want. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Even in writing, when I write and when people write and they're not trained, they tend to write in the negative. And it's something we have to be deliberate about. When asked what people want in a partner, they inevitably will include things like, well, I don't want someone that cheats on me. I don't want somebody who's a dirtbag. I don't want somebody who's disrespectful. I don't want stuff. I don't want. They will say what they do not want. It's a weird thing. However, we can overcome that as we get older, sort of. Here's the additional element that just occurred to me as I'm talking. This additional thing, which is the more you think about what you don't want, the more your mind has to visualize this. And we're crossing into woo-woo area, but it's also somewhat true because it's the way the mind works. If you think about what you don't want in life, you're inevitably telling your mind to picture these things and your mind will be laser focused on them. And they are out there, by the way. All the negativity is out there. However, if you train your mind to look for what you do want, it actually would do the very same thing. Our mind is an incredibly powerful tool that if we train it to look in the right directions, we'll find solutions and will empower us instead of show us more instances of other rotten people, of other bad people in other bad situations. They're everywhere. They exist. This got woo woo, right? But stating in the positive will force your mind to think about it in the positive and what you do want. Back to kids. I can tell you that I never had a problem with my girls writing on the wall. And as you can probably assume, it's because I never told them to, that they could not or that they should not. And this is despite the fact that I have crayons, paints, all types of writing stuff, because I'm an artist. I have it everywhere. We've always had access to it, but that was never a canvas because I never told them not to do it. And it sounds crazy. I, I had many cousins, many friends who told me that they had these problems. I'd walk in and their walls would be painted. And I said, what happened? Well, I told them not to do it. And I came home and it looked like a bathroom stall. And they told me in that moment, they betrayed themselves. They shared why they did it because they told their child not to do it. Here's another crazy example. My girls have never touched a hot stove. And why is that? Because I've never told them not to do it. I'll say this. If we are the models for behavior and we are not riding on the walls or touching hot stoves, then our kids aren't going to do it. But once we start speaking on what we should not do, what they should not do, in many of those instances, we are the culprits. We are the reason that they do them. And you have to stop. And the the challenge is this, taking extra time to be intentional. How am I saying this to my child? How am I framing it? Am I framing it in the positive or am I framing it in the negative? If you take that extra time, you will find extra words to be able to set up the context properly for your young daughter or young son to understand. Oh, you don't, you want me to just paint on paper. Okay, dad banks. Here's paper. Here's Crayons. It takes extra time and it takes more intention to actually do that. In our rush to just spit out the first things that come to mind, we will say what comes instinctual to us as human beings. It's not necessarily because you're a bad parent. That's not what I'm suggesting, is that you don't know what you don't know, which at the same time is the same thing for our kids. It is our responsibility to make sure that we tell them what we want, what they should do, instead of telling them what not to do. I I would go as far as to say that once you tell them what not to do, the kids are like, well, why not? Or, Or a little older, why not? What's the big deal? Let me try it out. We have to recognize when we are the ones that are creating the problems for our kids. I'm convinced of this fact. As much as I believe that my daughters are geniuses, they're brilliant, I am biased. I also believe that almost every child has that capability. But we are their ceiling. We are the ones that model what is possible. And if we're not careful, we're planting terrible ideas or ill gotten ideas or we're telling them one thing and modeling something else. It is us. We are it. And we can sit here and blame society and blame their peers and blame the schools. But if they're with us, 60, 70, 80%, 100% of the time, we should have the major influence. And in this case, just simply taking a few moments and framing the conversation and framing your instructions in a way that is more clear for a little mind to comprehend will go much further and will relieve you of a lot of stress. That's my challenge to you dads. Thank you again. My name is TV from the TV show podcast. I appreciate you for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave me a review. Subscribe to me wherever you're at, wherever you may be listening to, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, wherever you may be listening to this. I appreciate your time. And until next time, bye-bye.